I wanted to do something bigger that had not been done and uh, and there was no blueprint for it and that's not always easy just like what you've done there's no blueprint for it but part of that's what gets me excited welcome back to another episode of the burn and how exciting is this this time we are coming to you from ford field now for a guy like joey davenport you have to come to a mecca like ford field for an interview I've known this guy for over 15 years, and why I'm excited for us to have this opportunity to spend time together to impact all of you as you stay connected to your burn is because this is a guy who's done it in the same industry consistently for over 25 years. 25 years, how many people in this day and age when everybody's looking for the quick fix, the easy way out, how can I have success as fast as possible? A steady commitment over 25 years, starting in financial services, then building one of the top training programs in the world. And, and I would say, not just for financial services, when you really look at development of companies, a commitment to it, the Hoopus Performance Network, it doesn't get any better when it comes to development. Now, in addition to that, you're talking about a guy who's committed to his wife, Lindy, and his little boy, Will, and then how about this? He also writes music, right? Just came out with his first record with his, with his band, Hot LZ. So check this out. This guy, you talk about passion and energy. I have none compared to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and here we are in Detroit. It's always a great surprise when we get to spend time together. And Joey, really what I would say, you know, because I could go on and on and on about you, is that your commitment to just people, right? Your commitment to people. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anybody I've met that, that really rivals your commitment. As simple as that sounds, a commitment to people. Mm -hmm. So here, here's what I want to know. How do you go, right, from being an advisor to now building this platform, traveling the world 25, you just don't hear it anymore for a guy your age. Mm -hmm. You may hear it for some, oh, this individual is in their 60s, they're in their 50s. You're a young dude. You've done this 25 years. So what has that burn been for you, that passion, that fire to serve people for this long? No, I appreciate it, man, all that. And, man, for me, like early on, as you mentioned, I was a financial advisor, got into management financial services. There was always something more. Like I wanted – I didn't want anything that was sort of cookie cutter. I always wanted to do things that was outside of the box, which – uh, quite frankly, in uh, our old world, was blasphemy. <laughs> if you did anything outside of this, they're like, what, what, what are you talking about? What are you Come back over here. And uh, even early on, man, you remember back in our large firm that we had, the first time that uh, we started doing video production, I remember I had an intern. He had long hair and he wore an orange stocking cap, and uh, he would be on the video camera in this you know, very uh, conservative financial services firm in Chicago and the managers would be busting my chops, you know, Scott Carr and those guys. Yeah. And, and they used to laugh and say, Hey, who's uh, Jesus on the camera over there or whatever is what they used to say. And, and I'm like, okay, that, that's funny now, but who's laughing now? Right. But, uh, over the years, you know, it, it was like a black sheep, man, but I wanted to do something bigger that had not been done. And, uh, and there was no blueprint for it. And that's not always easy, just like what you've done. There's no blueprint for it, but part of that's what gets me excited. And to your point on relationships, I've always been a big relationship guy, almost to a fault many times, but I always keep the focus on the relationship. I'm always about 
Um, uh, Overpromise, underdeliver. That's been about me all along. Even if I end up on the short end of the stick, as long as you're good to go, whether you're a client, a vendor, a speaker, whatever that might be, that's served me well along the way. And that resonates whether it's in the US, Canada, Latin America, whatever it might be, putting people first, uh, benevolence, putting people's uh, needs above my own needs, that sort of a thing. And I guess when you say I'm like the relationship guy and stuff, that's sort of the spirit that I take that from. But my desire and burn from that, it started, I got in the business, uh, somewhat similar, uh, you know, story to you and your mom, but I got in the business because my dad died of lung cancer when I was 18 years old and I was a freshman in college and I come from like a working class family. And so all of a sudden, um, he didn't have life insurance. He had term insurance expired before he did. And so my mom had to sell the house that I grew up in. Um, I had to pay my way through school. And so when I got the opportunity to go to the insurance and financial services business, in particular life insurance, that was a passion of mine to go out and educate and help people with that. And so I basically just took that from working with clients to saying, okay, now we're creating training and development that can impact advisors that have an impact on people's financial livelihoods worldwide. And so that burn has been with me all along because you know most people um, are not saving enough money. They're greatly underinsured. That doesn't matter if it's in the US or other parts of the world. And so I feel like I can have a bigger impact now of empowering and equipping financial advisors or financial institutions to go out and spread that word and help people um, so they don't end up in a situation like my mom and I was back in the day. And so it started from a bird of just being an advisor, but really plugging into that power of purpose all the way along the way. And I'd say 25 years uh, later, that still sticks with me today. You know, And I have to think, here, here's what I grab onto in, in hearing all that, is that all of the naysayers, Right, because every single person watching, we have naysayers, or, or we have our own doubts, fears, and uncertainties. Mm -hmm. You've stayed connected to that burn, right? Because you really have to have a connection to the burn when people say, who's this on the camera, and who's doing this, and this isn't gonna work, and why are you doing this, and why are you doing that? So how have you connected to that burn? Was it more of like a conscious, hey, it doesn't matter what other people think, this is my burn and I'm gonna keep believing. Mm -hmm. Like, how did you, I guess, shift your perspective back to that burn to keep going when people tell you, this isn't possible, why are you doing that? Questioning what your vision is, which has always been clear. Yep, man, uh, part of that is drive. It's it's a, a, a fear of failing, you know what I mean? And continue to press onward with it. And it's funny, if you have a vision for something, it doesn't always work out perfectly that way. For example, when I first came up with the idea of uh, you know filming subject matter experts and things, I had this idea back in the day when I was in my early 20s of building a consortium of speakers and we would bring them in for different services. I didn't know anything about instructional design or video production or a learning management system, but serendipitously along the way, I had, I would, put tools in the toolbox. All of a sudden, I figure out what instructional design is and I figure out what video production is. Doesn't mean I can turn the camera on and do the video production, but I know how to executive produce. But but along the way, man, I never would have thought about a web-based platform, but I met my technology partner and then everything that was kind of manual all of a sudden is digital and virtual. And so if you get a clear vision of it and you stick and you you, you, you move towards that, what happens along the way is certain breaks, we talked about getting lucky last night and things, certain breaks and things happen to where it exponentially speeds that up as long as that's a pure vision to start with. And along the way, it's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna be cookie cutter. I've had bumps along the road. People have been naysayers, even when you went out on your own, you know, you had naysayers. Yeah. And the relationships you had before, they kind of turn, uh, turn on you because they are like, well, why is he out there doing that now? And man, you just have to, 
you have to press onward with it. My wife, Lindy, has been supportive of that. My partner, Hoopus, we've had a kind of a same vision, so we both have been in the boat together with naysayers along the way. But I think it's just a desire to succeed and do more no matter what it takes, you know? And in a high activity, right? It's, uh, you talk about uh, attack the process or whatever. I always love that. It's, it's activity. It's, it's a broke clock is right twice a day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you could be the worst salesperson in the world. If you're, seeing, if you're seeing enough people, things are just naturally uh, going to happen for you. Now, if you've got some talent and you're out hustling and seeing enough people and attacking the process, things really are going to happen. So. So last question I have, you know, you mentioned Harry Hoopas, and Harry Hoopas, legendary leader in, in financial services. What would you say, a leader who, when I think of the legacy he has, mm -hmm. and now your commitment, I mean, the two of you together, the impact you've had across the world, maybe nobody's ever done it this big. Mm -hmm. What's the greatest lesson you've learned from him that has really impacted you? If you could leave us with that, like what would you say his burn is, the lessons he's taught you? Man, I think for him, uh, this is funny. People talk about people being a good listener. He's a phenomenal, uh, empathic listener. And, um, you know, the funny thing is he and I are yin and yang, right? I'm all fired up in relationship guy. He's introverted and steady Eddie. And so I think from him I've learned, take a step back, uh, keep things in perspective, listen, ask questions, don't jump on things. And, and, and draw people out and learn and then respond to it. So I think part of it is slowing down and pausing, taking things in and then react, you know, then reacting to it instead of just reacting. And so I've learned from him just that steady, and he always say uh, he's like a, a duck on the pond, right? He's uh, gliding across the top, but underneath those little, uh, little paddle wheels are going, Meh! And that's the way a lot of us are, but Hoobus makes it look easy on the top, but underneath he's uh, got that desire, but he's taking a step back, man, thinking things through, doing some listening, then reacting to it. And that's that's a big lesson for me. I'm still learning that one, you know, because we got a long way to go on this thing. Yes, so. we do. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your commitment to people. I appreciate your friendship. And I'm going to pay you a big compliment. For years, I've been saying, be where your feet are. And a lot of people say I'm a relationship-based person. But I pay attention to the details and I try to do the best that I can. But it always amazes me when we spend time together, when I reference back to maybe a time when we were together. And I remember being together, but you'll specifically remember things that happened and things that were said. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you truly live being where your feet are. I love your passion, love your energy. I wish we got to spend more time together. I had a blast last night. It's great man. we do, so yeah. always we, great to see it's you. Some good philosophizing. So. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you.